It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Michael Moore. We're live here in the PBC studios. That stands for Pro Business Channeling. We certainly got some pro business going on today. We're going to be talking about not only real estate in Atlanta, but as Sam Michelle said, just buy a little bit of Buckhead real estate and it'll take care of you. But we're going to talk about connectivity and relationships and, and how the interactiveness of the marketplace is something we all need to know. But we've got uh, Amy Glass and Joe Kaufman with us today, and it's going to be a lot of fun as uh, we, we look and turn down this road of uh, of information out there going to the marketplace. So one of the things that's important about uh, the Buckhead Business Show is it is co-hosted by uh, Rich myself, uh, Rich and myself, Rich Casanova. I'm here a, accounting for you. Accounting. He's one of the founders of Pro Business Channel. We believe business is important, so that's why the Buckhead Business Association associates with and plans for. We just had a great meeting this morning, so every Thursday morning we have a meeting right over the City Club of Buckhead. And uh, without further ado, we'll talk about what that, what that means a little later on. But we're going to go right into the show this morning. We've got Amy Glass one of the real estate ladies from Buckhead with us today. And we're going to talk a little bit about what she does and excitement, but I'm going to let her tell a little bit of her own story. And that question is, why are you in real estate, Amy, in Buckhead? I love it. I love it. I love the people. I love my town. Um, it is exciting times. And the economy <laughs> is taking off. Well, as, as our community of Buckhead, with that, that large special community, I know you picked the... This is your center of your universe, so tell us a little bit about that. Yes, my office is um, with Harry Norman in Sandy Springs, but I am on the corner of Buckhead. <laughs> so like our dear past mayor, Samuel said, if you own a little bit of Buckhead, it will take care of you, and that is certainly true. If you live here, you love here, you work here, you play here, and we'll talk about that a little bit. We're, we're glad to have you as a part of Buckhead. So, Amy, you're with one of those uh, uh, institutions of real estate here in the Atlanta metropolitan market. I know you have some good stories to tell, but... Picking Harry Norman and being special here, as you said, is, is, is fun. Realtors have to have a good home and a place to hang that shingle, I believe it's called. So talk to us about that selection process and what you do on a daily basis. Yes. Well, one of the major things that I do on a daily basis is study our market. Literally, I pull my actual information from trend graphics daily, sometimes hourly. And as you know, the taxes and the property values have gone sky high. So I need to look at it at all different angles. Well, that, that gets very boring. Isn't it more fun to just sell houses? <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth of the matter homes, is... Homes, excuse me, homes, not yeah. houses. We don't sell houses. People buy, buy houses for investments, but they, they live in a home for their family growth and for the real reason they come to Buckhead, which is to become part of the community. Right. Well, the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, people do look at a house, they romanticize what real estate is, and they forget it is the largest business decision of their life outside getting married. Uh, that's a large decision. You're right. But uh, uh, that, that cost per month is still what people worry about. So the values of Buckhead Homes, as you said, I think you use the term skyrocketed. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think it's a, a safe thing to say that they're appreciating, but uh uh, we have seen quite a, a bit of growth in, ho in home prices here in, the city, in, the, in our neighborhood, as well as the city is, is recovering well. How are the availability of homes and the types of homes? I know we're still seeing a lot of new building here, both residentially and in the, in the condominiums and even the apartment areas. So how do you see that uh, continuing to grow here in Buckhead? 
I see it growing rather steadily. Right now, when you look at the market, it's, it's a little deceptive. It says for Buckhead that we're in a neutral market. But what does that really mean? You know, and, in, and of course, in old terms, you think, is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? Um, we have low inventory. And like you're saying, they are building as fast as they can. And they're revitalizing areas as fast as they can. Um, but for instance, if you look at, according to Chin Graphics, this you know, May compared to last May, you know, you're looking at the average days on the market falling about 27%, which means if you want to buy or sell, you really need to have your ducks in a row in advance. <laughs> well, you don't get a second chance to have that first right buyer. And, and I know you have to work with buyers and you have to work with sellers because educating a seller who may have been in their home for more than the average amount of time in Buckhead, because I believe our stability over the last 10 years, a lot of our a lot of our residents have chosen not to move because they wanted to get back to the appreciation that they felt like they had made the good investment they wanted to be there. So talk about some of the challenges you see every day working with, a, as you said, getting a, a seller ready. Let's talk about the sellers first because having a good inventory is one of the more important parts, right? you got to have a good product to sell. It is. Well, our market is very different, and the consumers are more educated than they have ever been before. So... It, except for tax purposes and tax law, if you haven't sold your house in the last three years, you are a first-time home buyer. But, you know, it's, it's definitely new. People want move-in ready homes. So there is some homework that I do give people. I want them to look around their neighborhood and go to open houses and really see what their competition is. Usually there's extra space in that home and other things. Your first impression when putting on your, your house in the market, is your best impression. And with s things selling so fast and the average home selling in 41 days right now, for the, at least for the month of May, um, you really have within 15 days of putting your house on the market to have multiple offers. So you are sprinting. <laughs> Well, you've been sprinting, hopefully, the two weeks before that. But, yeah, that's kind of scary to think that in two weeks you're going to lose your home to a new owner yes. reality. A lot of people get scared with that. Uh, I know that some transactions don't get completed. Uh, hopefully, the, the home buyer is, uh, is excited about their new property. But talk about some of the angst and second, second uh, thoughts some of your sellers have had recently in the Buckhead market because they – they hate to leave this place. They, but hopefully they're buying another place just down the street. You've helped them do that, too. But talk about that two-transaction buyer. Oh, it's very difficult. They, this is where their memories are. They've, they've put their heart and soul into decorating their home. And one of the first things I have to ask them to do <laughs> is turn it into a product of all things. How do you tell someone to turn it into a product? It's a widget. Oh, no, this is where I've raised my, my family. How could you ask somebody to put away their family pictures? And you know those little markings on the kitchen wall? Paint over them. <laughs> yeah, where, where you put the height of your child, you know? Or how about a person's favorite color being purple? Wow. Um, you know, and <laughs> that, it's highly that, decorated, that and it works. <laughs> that's right. But that, lavender, you, that lavender powder room has got to go, huh? <laughs> well, it's just that you have to get it ready for the photographers to come in. You have to think about lighting and camera crews to come in. And you have to understand that whatever you put on social media and the websites is actually the first time someone's seen the home. When they come through, 
that's actually your second introduction. Mm-hmm. We know, let's talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the interactiveness of the Internet and so forth, but talk about some of your experiences where you've seen, uh, you, know, and, you know, they say don't put it on the Internet unless you're ready to have it there forever. But, you know, housing transactions, you said uh, the, the important part is done in the first two weeks. Of course, how much prepare, preparation goes into that, getting the lighting right, getting the thing. But talk about some of your experiences you've seen change in our market as uh, people sell their homes using the Internet as one of their prime tools to, to get that first showing. Yes. Now, if you take the Internet advertisements and you put them to print, it would cover the world more than once. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can have a really great product and you can actually post your own website online and no one's going to see it. It becomes a ghost advertisement. That's what we call it in our business. It doesn't exist. And you can actually wonder what just happened. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of well-known companies like Zello and Realtor.com that have been bogged down by the amount of advertisements. So your goal is to be number one on the search list or on these websites or on the top five because people just aren't going to go scroll through 50 pages for all of that. Well, most people are going to shop a lot. And as you said, you encourage people to, uh, as you said, attend open houses and look at the inventory. And as you said, these uh, Internet sites are getting a lot of looks and a lot of people are tagging and marketing. So... Talk about how that actually impacts your time when working with an individual buying their home. And uh, talk about some of the good results of that process for people, how we do have, as you said, the opportunity to get more information than we've ever had before. Absolutely. So one of the things that I love about Harry Norman and what they do for me is that it has an extremely competitive social media platform. And by that, they provide services for our clients. For instance, almost 50% of Facebook likes and almost 65% of Twitter followers are compared to our competition. Um, I have regular Facebook Live events that help educate people. So if you want to know what it looks like um, from an actual appraiser's view, or if you want to talk to a real estate attorney and ask them, okay, what does this closing process look like? You can attend one of my Facebook Live events and find out more information. Um, also, statistics actually review that um, our websites and the expectations of our, our home purchasers using mobile devices, we capture at Harry Norman more views than any other real estate brokerage in our area. We also have a global reach with Harry Norman. We are able to tap into 500 websites with our luxury affiliates. So do not be surprised that if someone is moving from Moscow, Japan, China, that we have the ability to sell your home with an expeditious manner to someone, no to someone not down the street, as you say. Exactly, <laughs> to someone not down the street, um, which is very exciting. And we are also the exclusive affiliate of Christie's International Real Estate. That's, that's a pretty important name for the fo- folks uh, not in the U.S., but certainly if you're from New York or anywhere else, it's an important name as well. Now, Amy, you've got a lot of interest from, uh, from the Buckhead market. How long have you been in real estate? I actually started in mid-December. 
Wow. So yeah. you're one of those people who uh, had a background and, and understood the importance of where real estate was going and chose to not only dip your oar in the water, but put your boat in also, right? Yes. And I had to break hearts, but I have the world's bros best broker. Diane <laughs> is amazing. And Harry Norman is amazing. I'm already a member of the Atlanta, Board, uh, Atlanta Realtors Association. And I'm a member of their RPAC committee and governmental affairs committee. Well, wow, you've certainly do dove in. Now, yes. I know you get very engaged with all the stuff you participate in. And I, we had a little chat, chat a little earlier about the, the fishing trips, the excursions, and all the other things you like to do. So tell us a little bit about the rest of your life when you're not real estating, and we'll, then we'll wrap up in a few minutes. Oh, thank you. Um, well, it's no um, – people widely know that I love to travel all over the world. I love deep sea fishing. I've been to Alaska. I loved China. Um, spent three weeks there. But my favorite place is Buckhead. And I would also like to give a shout-out to the Trinity House for Men, which is Atlanta's establishment, and we are going to have a golf tournament in September. Oh, wow. Great. I mean, I mean, you're, you're looking for just one more force to be part of that, I bet. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Now, you also uh, talked about your, your travel, but you've also talked about the committees and stuff you work on. Why is it so important for a realtor to be fully engaged in their community? They have to be. First of all, if you're not, the only people that can say that they are a realtor is someone who is a member of the National Association of Realtors. There is a very big difference. Um, it's a stricter code of ethics. They are expected to maintain a higher level of knowledge in buying and selling. Um, they ha give up-to-date information, um, including marketplace terms of competing properties. Um, between initial sales agreements, questions will arise, and it helps you resolve unforeseen issues in the transactions. Now, when you're a member of the RPAC and the governmental committees, you know the leading legislations that's coming through and the changes and developments. You have to know it all. Well, we have to always have experts working in our work, and I certainly I'm sure you've been very well plugged in with the, uh, with the marketplace. Uh, and as you said, you can't answer all the questions, but you need to know where the experts are. So as people are looking to uh, buy, sell, locate, relocate, or just move down the street here in Buckhead, how would they get in touch with you and your, and your crew over there here, Norman? Yes, well, I am located at the Sandy Springs location on the corner of Mount Perrin and Roswell Road. If you Google me, you can actually find my business Facebook page at Amy, Norm, uh, Amy Glass Harry Norman Realtors. And I have a website, Amy Glass Web at Harry Norman Realtors. And just email me, and I'll be happy to give you a complimentary uh, information. Well, I know that your, your information from a company like yours is very thorough and very complete. Now, you're a member of the Buckhead Business Association, so I want to just shout back out and talk about what's your involvement been with the BBA and what's going on there special. I'll let you do the backside of the commercial for our <laughs> co-sponsor here. I absolutely love the Buckhead Business Association. It strengthens and develops uh, both individual and corporate needs, and it gives people the opportunity to gain exposure and brand awareness for my business at numerous networking events, community service projects, and social functions. The BBA hosts each year two annual luncheons, and we have great guest speakers. Well, we did. We just had uh, Jeff Stepakoff from the uh, Atlanta Film 
I guess Academy. it's Academy. Yes. And just a fabulous bunch of information about how Buckhead is growing in the city and the metropolitan area is growing in the entertainment arena, and certainly we're benefiting from that here. Uh, as you said, the, national, the, the annual lunches are just absolutely amazing with our speakers, but the weekly meetings are cool. This morning I was sitting, was sitting by, by you in the meeting, and we were listening to the information about the transit in Atlanta and how much technology is making a change in our lives to maybe we'll leave the car at home and actually – use our Uber Pass or use our t- iPhone to figure out where to go next. And uh, it was just interesting and it very, as I tell people, very special information you will not get anywhere else if you don't come to that meeting. So every Thursday morning, Rich, you go most often, don't you? Yeah, I'm uh, there at least a few times a week <laughs> for the weekly meeting. Well, it's not a bad, it's not a bad place to be at the City Club of Bucket. It's I mean, got it's a nice view of our Amazing our view. And um, it is, it's, it's a combination of great networking, but also they bring in some really like high-profile um, speakers, and we've heard from uh, members of the marketing, uh, uh, members of the Braves organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard from politicians and uh, business leaders, um, and and great coffee and hanging out with well, good folks like you. Well, give a shout out from this morning. We were talking about the Spirit Wall, which seemed to get a lot of conversation. So we're having our Taste of Buckhead business come up soon. And we're going to be uh, oxygen off a lot of spirits. We're asking our members to bring in those. So even if you're not a member of the BBA, you need to participate in the events here in the community so you can learn more about the place we call our happy community. So, Amy, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you for what you do to bring nice people to our community as well as help people move and transition here. Now, now let's talk over about the other interactive side of the world. I've got the honor of having another radio host here we'll say, <laughs> from another network who actually does a weekly show. So I bet that he's going to give us some information to exactly what we need to know about growing our uh, relationships, which this guy has an interesting, interesting, interesting goal. He keeps scoring in an entirely different way because he keeps scores in numbers of introductions that result in marriages. Yeah, well, so, it's, a, it's a hobby and a profession for me. Uh, there are three marriages that have resulted from me making an introduction to the couple and I'm not going to guarantee they're all still married. That's not my job. Well, but but now that's only three, <laughs> three that you've tracked and know about. Right, so right. I bet you've more. introduced a whole lot more, which we're going to talk about the interactive agency. So tell us a little bit about how you learned to get into this business and watch. And back to Amy's point of watching the internet grow and watching connectivity grow and making sure that the relationships are still the most important part. Sure. So uh, I spent eight years at a dot com, and uh, we were acquired by our biggest competitor. And I went to work for a marketing agency, which became Engage, and spent six years there leading business development and marketing. And so, you know, our job was to help brands um, execute on marketing. And it was mostly digital marketing that I was focused on. But when we got acquired by one of the large holding companies in 2013, then I founded Agency Sparks. And, um, you know, we're dedicated, we're matchmakers. We connect brands and agencies together. Um, so th- there, there are two problems that exist, that brands struggle to find the right marketing agency partners, and agencies really struggle to find the right clients. And so we're the matchmakers that help them connect. Well, I also notice you, you volunteer a lot in the community and get very active. I know you're a public speaker. Um, you're involved with uh, EO and, mm-hmm. uh, and some of their stuff. Talk about some of the, uh, the things that people are learning when they reach out and go to places they wouldn't normally turn up and uh, talk about how important it is to actually, I'm going to say, categorize or inventory that new information and not be overwhelmed. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I do like to be involved in a number of different activities. Um, I'm on the board of directors of the Atlanta Interactive Marketing Association and also on the board of directors of the uh, American Marketing Association's Atlanta chapter. 
And then one more thing, um, on the board of the Terry College of Business at University of Georgia. And those are three amazing organizations that allow people to interact with each other and, to your point, absorb new information as well as make connections. Well, you made a good point, Joe. You, you, you know, having your, your association with a marquee like University of Georgia is cool, but the Terry College is, has a pretty good presence here in Atlanta. I know you want to give a shout-out for those third, <laughs> Absolutely. Those third Thursdays. They're right next door. They're your neighbors, exactly. Yeah. Yes, so uh, uh, the Terry College of Business obviously has their Buckhead campus right around the corner here, uh, uh, next door practically. Um, I've been involved with that program for about four years, helping students um, basically get real-world experience uh, for digital marketing. I'm particularly focused on the digital marketing there. And it's been an amazing experience to be involved with University of Georgia. My wife's a, a, an alumna of the, not not Terry, but of, of UGA, and so I, I love to be involved. Well, now you know, talk talk about what we need to be reaching out and learning. You you say you match customers and agencies, mm-hmm. and so your company's called Spark Agency. Agency, agency Sparks. Spark. Yeah. Agency now, how Sparks. did you how did you choose a name like that? Well, we spark agency growth, right? Okay. And, and and we also spark connections between brands and agencies. And so it was all about, you know, our, our logo has a sparkler in it for a reason. <laughs> and uh, if you go to agencysparks.com, you'll see a lot of imagery related to sparks and, and making connections like we that. We hear cool noises and stuff. <laughs> there, there aren't yet, but that's a great idea. Maybe our, we should our, add some sound. Well, well, yeah, we, we, do, we, do, we do marketing consulting here, right? <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a marketing tip, yeah. So when you're at the networking event, you need to have one of those rings. You know those little buzzer rings back in the day that would uh, yeah shock people, <laughs> shock a little people. Bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or I could just light sparklers at every event. I'm sure there's no fire marshals. Oh yeah, there's no issue with that. that. Whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think in our marketplace today that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a boat. I vote no on that okay. one. I tell you for, for for sure. Well, in in looking at education and looking at entrepreneurs, looking at startups, you know, talk about some of the tips and tricks. Not tricks. That's not a good term. Talk about some of the tips yeah. you recommend to a new entrepreneur or a recently graduated college student looking at how they gather an informational knowledge base that they can be successful with. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of the informational interview and, and, and talking to as many people as you can to understand the nuance of, you know, starting a business is a lot of work and running a business is a lot of work. And I have the utmost respect for other entrepreneurs who have been successful doing that. But I think most entrepreneurs are willing to give back and, um, you know, are willing to provide guidance and advice. And one of the, you mentioned EO, which is the Entrepreneurs Organization. I've been a part of that for several years. And when we have our our sessions, um, we always focus on gestalt thinking, meaning you're not allowed to give somebody else advice in the meetings. You're supposed, you're allowed to share experiences. Mm -hmm. And what we've found is that when you share an experience even though it's your personal experience, often that can be really useful for others who could benefit from that. Well, let's see that. Those, that's the fellow that had the ink spot test, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Rorschach. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But, but the point is, when people look at your experiences through their filters right. or through their experiences, they're going to make they're going to internalize them a little better, right? And a little more completely. So. How do you make sure that you're doing the right thing in the digital marketing arena today? I'm, I'm sure now yeah. Amy, Amy's going to challenge you on anything you say. You know, <laughs> She's seeing a lot of success, so she's been doing the right okay. thing. So, okay, make Great. sure you carry her down a good path. Yeah. For, for us, um, we want to make sure when we make a connection between a brand and an agency or agencies, we want to make sure it's a good fit for both parties. And uh, one of the things we do is we put each agency through a really rigorous vetting process up front to ensure 
that they are fantastic at the thing that we're pitching, you know, the thing that we're marketing for them. And then in the same respect, when we go to a brand, we really want to understand as much as we can about their needs so that we make an appropriate match. So if you go to agencysparks.com, right on the homepage, there's a button that says find your match, or you could even go to agencysparks.com slash match. And there, there's a little questionnaire. And the purpose of the questionnaire is just to begin the dialogue and really understand the need, you know. I often joke that we are like a dating service. I think maybe my mom <laughs> thinks I work for a dating company. And we want to be the... Uh, Moms are like that. They are like that. <laughs> we want to be the, you know, Match.com or eHarmony or, or whatever, not the Tinder. You know, this is not just surface level <laughs> swipe right, swipe left. This is get a real understanding of the needs of both parties and make a really strong connection that benefits both parties. Um, I've been like that my whole career in terms of wanting to make relationships that work well for both parties and uh, agency sparks were focused on making the right match and consider these are marketers that have real needs where they're missing either a capability you know where they're missing knowledge how to accomplish something that's really important to their business or they're they're missing the capacity right we just don't have enough arms and legs and bodies to get the things done we need to get done from a marketing perspective so we often can connect them with an agency. Most of the agencies we work with are not trying to be good at every discipline of marketing. They're usually focused on one or two areas. Well, we are really looking at uh, having the right, uh, back to Amy, back to the right lures in your tackle box. Uh, you know, it's very important to vet the folks you recommend, and I'm sure you've learned that through your marriage <laughs> introductions, but also in every... I learned that through my marriage as well. Through your own marriage. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all like to be successful. Now, over the evolution of a uh, number of years you've been doing the Agency Sparks project, talk about what you've learned and how that's, that, that philosophy or that uh, resources have changed, because you've seen yeah. agencies, other agencies you recommend grow up, you've seen resources you know, people know more than one thing, or people know a lot about a lot of things. So talk yeah. about some of those experiences. I've got two things for you. One is, to your point about tools and how things have changed over time, um, as a marketer, we use a lot of different tools to do our jobs, a lot of digital tools particularly. And because of that, we actually curate a monthly, I'm sorry, not a monthly, a weekly tool called our Marketer's Toolbox. And mm -hmm. literally, you can go and subscribe on our site to the Marketer's Toolbox and every Friday morning, you'll receive a different tool in your inbox. Uh, you can also find the full Marketer's Toolbox page on the website. But um, that's actually a really important, you know, because tools change and we all rely on tools so heavily, we want to curate the best tools and share them out with our audience. The other thing is I want to just recommend a book that I absolutely love called The Challenger Sale. The Challenger Sale is a great book. Fantastic. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Let's take, take a minute and talk about your favorite parts of that book. Sure. So, so the Challenger Sale begins with five archetypes of the different kinds of salespeople. So there's the lone wolf that goes out and hunts fresh meat and brings it back to the <laughs> den. There's the uh, ambulance chaser that waits for the big crash and then swoops in. There's the grinder that churns out lots of phone calls and emails. There's a relationship builder that becomes really tight and you know, buddies with their prospect. And there's the challenger. And people think up front that the relationship builder is the most important of the types of uh, sales archetypes. The reality is you may be good buddies with your sales rep, but you may never buy something from her or from him. Uh, the, the difference between the, the relationship builder and the challenger, the relationship builder is looking for harmony in the relationship. The challenger is actually looking for tension in the relationship. Right. And 
before I read that book, I had always been a challenger my entire career. I never knew there was a name for it or, or a book. You just thought you were a very special relationship guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, my wife would tell you I just like arguing and debating or something. <laughs> but the reality is with the challenger sale, the idea of it is really to uh, uncover an insight that's not obvious to the, the, the prospect and then educate them, educate them, educate them, and get them to nod their heads that they agree that, yeah, you know what, we've got that same problem here. And then the punchline is that your company or your services are uniquely what, what positioned changes, to be able to solve yeah, what that What changes problem. are going to make in result? Now, Amy, I think Amy wants to be in that challenger sales group, right? Absolutely. I think you are one of those challenger sales groups. Now, uh, Joe, uh, how do we get in touch with you? Because it sounds like everybody needs a matchmaker like your agency. <laughs> uh, so agencysparks.com is the best way, and there's several ways on agencysparks.com where you can get in touch uh, with you know, you can fill out that form if you're looking for an agency partner, or you can subscribe to the Marketer's Toolbox there. Well, it sounds like to me that that slash match part of your uh, website might be very valuable if people get a, a feeling and a touch because the, the numbers of tools out there, are, and as Amy said this well, and I made challenge her early on in her process, looking at all this data can become cumbersome. So if you will, give us a tip that will help us pare down the, the things we spend our time on while we find good success in our business. This is a gold tip now. It's I was going to say, I'm looking for that tip too, I think myself. But, uh, you know, I think for me, uh, I have to try to stay focused and say no more than I used to. Um, learning to say no has been the biggest and most important part of my arsenal. Right. And one more time, Joe, how do they reach out and get in touch with you? Agencysparks.com. Right. And, Amy, I know that we saw you blink an eye there. You, you really do want to be part of Challenger Sales. So one more time, how do, how do the people reach out and get you at Harry Norman? Just Google Amy Glass, and I have a website, Facebook page. All of that links into my email. So amy.glass at harrynorman.com is my email. Great. Well, guys, it's been great to have you. So, Joe, do, are we going to get you over to the BBA soon? Sure, I'd love to come. All right. Well, we, we have a great – matter of fact, we have the Atlanta Police Chief uh, coming next week, and that's going to be a very special time. But every week is a good week to come to the BBA. I don't know if I can be around him. They may be looking for me. It's uh, her. <laughs> oh, her. I'm sorry. She might be matched with someone. <laughs> Never uh, know. You might be able to help her out. Well, Amy and Joe, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this morning. You, re you certainly represent what we represent here in Buckhead and certainly what we represent at the Pro Business Channel. My name is Michael Moore, and I'm the host today with Rich Casanova on the boards, as we say. And Rich has always been meaningful in uh, what we do here in the city to, to help people make their content real for folks. So with that, let's wrap it up today and go home. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.